0: listening to the Good News Project Tell Podcast with Matt like Jackson. Me, yeah. You can send Matt feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests at goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Here's your host, Matt Jackson. Tell me that you like it, yeah. Hey, welcome back to episode five of the Good News Project Podcast. My name is Matt Jackson. This past weekend, my family took a long weekend to Louisiana to visit my in-laws. I stayed behind. I had a soccer game to coach, and a couple of my fellow coaches were talking about what a lucky dog I was because I had a bachelor weekend coming up. And, you know, 10 years ago, I probably would have been really excited to have some extended time to myself. But times change and people change. And these days, I really count my blessings for the precious time that I get with my family each day, even though at times those moments seem preciously few. I recall what a serendipitous occasion it was for me to meet my wife, Allison, in the first place. It's a totally random chance encounter that could have gotten sidetracked a million times if things hadn't broken just right. Back on Halloween morning of 2004, I was in the middle of doing the Capital One countdown to kickoff. Look at my incredible memory of the corporate sponsorship. Now that's effective advertising. Basically, what I'm telling you is I was doing the Houston Texans pregame show live from Bud Plaza. Yet another effective advertising plug. The Texans were taking on Jacksonville that day in a completely random and as it turned out, meaningless NFL game. Meaningless to the teams, but a day that would change my destiny. My phone rang in the middle of the commercial break, which was really weird because for one, no one called me on Sunday mornings because I was either at church or I was doing a Texans pregame show. And also this was before all your cell phones were sophisticated and had caller ID. My first cell phone looked like a small brick. I was, and I still am extremely cheap. I didn't want anything special. I just needed a phone. You should should have seen how ridiculous I looked with this brick in my front pocket. And this thing had an insanely long retractable antenna. It was kind of embarrassing in hindsight, but whatever. So anyway, back on track. I answer the phone because I figure if someone is calling me at 9.35 a.m. on a Sunday morning, it must be important. I answer the phone. Hello? Hi, Matt. Yeah, that's me. This is Doris. It was Doris Funderburk. She and her husband, Kevin, were really good friends of mine. We went to church together, and we had been youth group leaders in our church for quite a while. Is everything all right, Doris, I said. Everything was fine. Doris was calling at a really random time to ask me a really random question. She asked me if I had plans for the Super Bowl yet. The Super Bowl. It was Halloween morning, and she was asking me about a date in February... While I was in the middle of a radio broadcast, I had no idea what I was doing for the Super Bowl, though I was pretty sure I would not be doing a Texans pregame show. It turns out that Doris and Kevin were throwing a Super Bowl party and they had a woman that they wanted to set me up with to go to the party. Some young woman had recently bought their old house in Sugarland after they had moved to Siena Plantation and they wanted to play matchmaker with me. Now, let's understand something. I was by no means in need of being set up. I was 27 and happily single, and I sure as heck was not going to waste the Super Bowl on some girl. I mean, the Super Bowl was something you enjoyed with your dude friends. It's not that I didn't know a bunch of girls that like football. I did, and they were, are, they were, and they are fun to hang out with. But on Super Bowl Sunday, I want to be watching football, the game. I'm not worried about minding my social P's and Q's and the overly awkward nature of a first date. I had to get back on the air and continue when the commercials were over, so I told Doris, I'd think about it, and I'd get back to her. I figured that was that, and I had dispatched this rather random moment in my life. Fast forward to December, I'm in the middle of doing my nightly radio show on Sports Radio 610, And I had been talking about Nick Saban leaving LSU to go to the Miami Dolphins and who might replace Saban at LSU. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I do remember receiving an email to my station account telling me that I didn't know what I was talking about when it came to LSU sports. The writer went on to shoot down every, every point I had made on the radio. And when it came time to sign his or her name, The signature simply read, Allison, your Super Bowl blind date. Okay, that was a bold move. I respected that. This woman came onto my home turf, sports radio, and laid a smackdown on me. I had to give her props for that. I don't know that many women that would have had that kind of courage. But still, I hadn't changed my mind. I didn't want to go on a first date for the Super Bowl. I finally agreed to meet Allison at a bar restaurant that I like to hang out occasionally called the wet spot. Looking back, probably not the most kosher thing to tell a girl on your first date. Yeah, go ahead and meet me at the wet spot, but I digress. I was going to meet up with her after a rockets post game show at Toyota center on a Thursday night. As luck would have it, the game against the Nets went into overtime. I her during a commercial break, At least I think I called because I don't think we had texting yet. And I said I would be a little later than I had anticipated. Eventually, I get to the bar. I arrived before Allison did. And when she first walked in, I kind of had an idea that the woman walking in was an extremely attractive, tan, Hispanic woman. I quickly tried to calculate what my best first move was. Should I just say hi and give her a hug? Should I make her figure out I was me? No, I tried to way overthink things and impress this Hispanic girl with my linguistic skills. As she approached me, I began to speak in Spanish. Hola, me llamo Mateo. Y tú eres la mujer de mis sueños. This was meant as a total joke, sarcasm. What I said was, hi, my name is Matt, and you are the woman of my dreams. I was expecting a laugh, an eye roll, some type of reaction, but I got the most confused look in return. My guess was she hadn't heard me, so I repeated myself. After 45 of the most awkward seconds passed by, I gathered the courage to ask Allison if she spoke Spanish nope she didn't and furthermore she was italian not hispanic what a dope i was i managed to steer the ship away from the iceberg and as i remember it we had a decent conversation though she was clearly a little shy we went on a date two days later to a rocket spurs game sitting in a suite i brought my brother chris and his college teammate along just in case things went south on me And my wife tells me that there almost wasn't a second date because apparently I kept walking really fast and leaving her behind, which I have to admit is a habit that I still have to this day. Longer story short, I managed to avoid several mines along the way, snagged my soulmate at the altar a year and a half later. Now, let's be honest and correct something I said earlier. We are all guilty of using the words chance, luck serendipity and good fortune when we describe these random events of our lives that seem to come out of nowhere let's correct it with the truth god is in control of all things good and bad and there is nothing random chancy or serendipitous about that ecclesiastes 3 says he has made everything beautiful in its time he has also set eternity in the human heart Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. You see, there's beauty in everything God has created. He orders all things. He upholds their purpose. There may be times where we don't understand why God allows for things to happen in our lives that may cause pain or fear and worry. But we can trust that he has a beautiful purpose for it. Why did I meet my future wife in 2005 instead of 2000? Why didn't the girlfriends I met before her pan out longer term? Why do we get the job we want? Why do we lose the job we love? Why do some people get sick and others never suffer? Humans are not meant to understand. Humans are meant to trust, or as Christians call it, have faith in God. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, that he rewards those who seek him. To have faith is to trust implicitly, to say to God, I believe in your plan for my life. And even if it doesn't go the way I want it to or expect it to, I am still going to keep my faith and follow you. Bartimaeus in the book of Mark, it was his faith in Christ that healed him. Even if he could not see Jesus, he believed in him we can't see the future there is uncertainty for our country our family's health and safety our social welfare social injustice but the good news today my friends is the certainty yes the absolute certainty that today tomorrow and forever jesus christ is lord of all he is steering the ship it's not luck It's not chance. It's just Jesus. I invite you to hold that faith of the mustard seed and believe in the beautiful plans that God has in store for you in 2021 on his time. For something to read this week, I am going to suggest a fantastic true story called The Odds by Chad Millman. Written in 2001, The Odds follows three different men's one-year journey as a daily sports bettor. These guys believe they can quote, make it as sports gamblers in Las Vegas. It's very real. It's very raw and for me, very relatable. One of the important messages of the book is that we as humans are all susceptible to addiction. Maybe for you, it's alcohol or overeating or social media or video games. There is often something that we know we do in excess And we also know we should do it in moderation, but we don't know how to get it to that point. For me, sports gambling or gambling in general was an issue for a while. Before I had kids, I used to wager on sports all the time. I had all this extra money just burning a hole in my pocket. And I thought I was an expert on sports and I had insider's knowledge because of my career field. Sure, there were times that a hot tip that I knew came in handy when it came to picking a winner. But in the end, no one wins when they bet in excess. No one wins when they do anything in excess. I've had some incredibly high highs and some horrifically low lows that forced me to look at my mirror and determine that I didn't need the rush of the bet to enjoy sports. Though I do often wonder if what I perceive as a curb enthusiasm for all balls that bounce at the collegiate and pro level is at least somewhat the product of putting the 99% clamps on the waste of a dollar or two on a random college or pro basketball game. I credit the love of my wife and the birth of my son as driving forces to changing my ways. But God also sent me a message when he took my high paying job away and let me humble myself in unemployment for a year. Believe me, I learned the lesson that everything we have God provides and that we need to be good stewards of his gifts. The odds is a really interesting read and one that I think you will find thought-provoking. Remember that if you are struggling with any kind of addiction, there are always people in your life ready to help you. And if you're too ashamed to go to them, go to God and pray on it. First Corinthians 10:13 10, 10, says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will provide a way out so you can endure it. Something to watch this week? How about Frank Sinatra's All or Nothing at All? I am a confessed Sinatra idolizer. I simply love his style, his music, his movies, and everything about him. And this Netflix documentary chronicles the amazing 60-year career of Sinatra. From his humble beginnings to his fights with the federal government when he was accused of being a communist, and when he was a huge part of the integration movement in the entertainment industry. It's a two-part docuseries that oozes coolness and swag. And frankly, I hope some aspiring musicians pick up on it and start bringing it back. As a reminder, you can always let me know what you like and you don't like about the podcast. Or if you have something on your mind that I can pray about, simply reach out at goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at mj the number four sports at mj4sports and if you don't mind tell a friend about the good news project podcast share the link with them tell them it's available on apple Podcasts as well as spotify i'm not making a dime off these pods this is simply a goal in 2021 to share good news with people and equip them with practical ways to stay positive in their lives in the year ahead hey that's all for now this is matt jackson saying so long and thank you for listening to the Good News Project podcast. Tell me something good. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been listening to the Good News Project Tell podcast with Matt Jackson. Me, yeah. To reach out to Matt with feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests, email goodnewsprojectfeedback@gmail.com. Oh, baby, 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 yeah. Tell me that you like